I would like to dedicate this book to Fern. Magic Treehouse number 16, Hour of the Olympics by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter one, just one more. You awake? Annie's voice came out of the darkness. Yep, said Jack from his bed. Get up, said Annie. We have to get to the treehouse before sunrise. I'm ready, said Jack. He threw back his covers and jumped out of bed. He was wearing his jeans and t-shirt. You slept in your clothes? asked Annie. I didn't want to waste any time, said Jack. He pulled on his backpack. Annie laughed. You must really be excited about going to ancient Greece, she said. Yep, said Jack. Do you have your secret library card? asked Annie. Yeah, do you? said Jack. Sure, put it in your backpack, she said. She handed her card to him. I'll carry the flashlight. All set, said Jack. They tiptoed downstairs and out the door. Outside, the air was fresh and cool. There's no moon, said Annie, just stars. She turned on her flashlight. Ta-da, she said, let's go. They followed the beam of light across their yard and up the street. Jack was thrilled to be going to ancient Greece, but something worried him. What do you think will happen after we go to Greece? He asked Annie. Is this our last mission ever? Oh, I hope not, said Annie. What do you think? I don't know. Let's ask Morgan, said Jack. Hurry, said Annie. They started running. The flashlight beam flew in front of them, lighting the way. They slowed to a walk when they got to the Frog Creek woods. The thick woods were pitch black. Annie shined the flashlight upward as they walked between the trees. Finally, they found the magic treehouse. We're here, Annie called. Go on up, said Jack. Annie grabbed the rope ladder and started up. Jack followed. Annie shined the flashlight around the treehouse. Morgan Le Fay was sitting at the window. She covered her eyes when the light hit her face. Turn off the light, please, Annie, she said softly. Annie turned it off. Welcome, Morgan said in the dark. Are you ready for your next mission? Yes, said Annie. Then her voice got quiet. This isn't our last one ever, is it? Ask me that question after this mission, said Morgan. We want to go on more, said Jack. You're very brave to say that, said Morgan. You've had three very hard journeys as master librarians. Oh, they weren't so hard, said Jack. You risked your life to save the lost story of Hercules, said Morgan. It was nothing, said Annie. And the Chinese story of the Silk Weaver, said Morgan. And the Irish story of the serpent monster Sarf. Thank you. You're welcome, said Jack and Annie. Now, said Morgan, for the last story. Jack heard a rustling sound. Here is the title, Morgan said. You can shine your light on it, Annie. Annie turned the flashlight back on. She shined it on the paper. Wow, is that Greek? asked Jack. It certainly is, said Morgan. She reached into her robe again and pulled out a book. For your research, she said. Jack took the book from her. Annie shined her flashlight on the cover. They read the title, A Day in Ancient Greece. Now, what must you always remember? asked Morgan. Our research book will guide us, said Jack. But in our darkest hour, only the lost story can save us, said Annie. Morgan nodded. And you must show your secret library cards to the wisest person you meet, she said. Don't worry, we will. Bye, said Annie. Jack shivered with excitement as he pointed at the book's cover. I wish we could go there, he said. And I wish we could go on lots of other missions, Annie added. 
The wind began to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was silent. Absolutely silent. Chapter 2. Any girls here? Jack opened his eyes. Warm sunshine streamed into the treehouse. We sure don't need the flashlight here, he said. Look, Morgan gave us clothes like the ones we wore in Pompeii, said Annie. Jack looked down. His clothes were similar to the ones he'd worn in the Roman town of Pompeii, a tunic and sandals. He also had a leather bag in place of his backpack again. Annie looked out the window. And we landed in an olive tree, just like Pompeii, said Annie. Jack looked out the window. He caught his breath. Are we in the wrong place? he asked. I don't know, said Annie. Look past the trees. Doesn't it look like a big fair? Jack looked. Annie was right. Past the olive grove was a field filled with white tents. Beyond the field were red brick buildings with columns and huge crowds of people. What's going on? Jack asked. He pulled the research book out of his leather bag. He found a picture of the scene outside. Below the picture were these words. The Olympic Games began in ancient Greece over 2,500 years ago. Every four years, more than 40,000 people traveled to Olympia, the town where the Festival of Athletic Games took place. Oh, man, Jack whispered. We're at the ancient Olympics. Cool, said Annie. Jack wrote in his notebook, Olympia, first Olympics take place. Come on, let's go watch, Annie said. She started down the rope ladder. Jack threw his notebook and the research book into his leather bag. Don't forget we have to get Morgan's story too, he said as he followed Annie. Annie waited as Jack stepped to the ground. Then they walked through the olive grove to where the tents were. Jack heard pipe music and smelled food roasting over fires. Groups of men talked excitedly to one another. That's funny, said Annie. I don't see any girls here. Oh, sure, they're girls, said Jack. Where, said Annie. Show me. Jack looked around, but he only saw men and boys, no women or girls at all. Then he saw an outdoor theater. A woman was standing on the stage. She had yellow hair and a purple tunic. There, said Jack, pointing. What's she doing? asked Annie. A soldier was on the stage with her. He wore a long cape. A helmet with a red crest hit his face. The woman and the soldier were waving their arms and talking loudly to each other. I think they're doing a play, said Jack. I'll look. He pulled out the Greek book and found a picture of the theater. Listen, he said. He read aloud. The Greeks were the first to write plays. Many English words for the theater come from Greek words, such as drama, scenery, and chorus. Many Greek plays are still performed today. Hey, Jack, said Annie. You're wrong. When Jack looked up, he saw the woman had pulled off her wig. It was a boy dressed up as a woman. See, even she's a boy, said Annie. That's weird. Hmm, said Jack. He went on reading. A few actors would play many different parts in the same play. Women were not allowed to act, so men played the female roles too. That's not fair, said Annie. What if a woman wanted to be in a play? Don't worry about it, said Jack. He put the book away. Let's just take a peek at the Olympics, then find our story. He nudged Annie to move along. Just then, he heard a voice. Wait! They turned around. A man with a short white beard was walking toward them. Hello, said the man. He was looking right at Annie. Who are you? Who are you? 
Annie asked boldly. Chapter 3, The Secret Poet The bearded man smiled at Annie. My name is Plato, he said. Plato, said Jack. That name sounded familiar. You may have heard of me, the man said. I am a philosopher. What's that mean, said Annie. A lover of wisdom, said Plato. Wow, said Annie. Plato smiled at her. It's odd to see a girl walking so bravely through Olympia, he said. You must be from far away. We're Jack and Annie, said Annie, and we come from Frog Creek, Pennsylvania. It's very far away. Plato looked puzzled. Annie turned to Jack. I think we should show him our cards, she said in a low voice. He's a lover of wisdom. Jack nodded. He reached into his bag and took out the secret library cards. He showed them to Plato. The letters M and L that stood for Master Librarian glittered on the cards. Amazing, said Plato. I've never met such young Master Librarians. Why have you come to Olympia? Jack pulled out the piece of paper with the title of the story. We're looking for this story, he said. Oh, yes, said Plato. This was written by a brilliant poet, a friend of mine, in fact. Do you know where the poet lives? asked Jack. Very near here said Plato. Will you take us there? asked Annie. Yes, but I must warn you. Never tell anyone who the poet is, said Plato. It's a secret. We won't, whispered Annie. Plato led them away from the outdoor theater. They started down a dirt road. It was crowded with people heading to the games. Plato stopped at the door of a sand-colored house with a brick roof. He opened the door and led Jack and Annie into an empty courtyard. Wait here, he said. He disappeared through a doorway. Jack and Annie looked around. Rooms opened onto the sunny courtyard. Everything was quiet. The people who live here must have gone to the games, said Annie. I bet you're right, said Jack. He pulled out the Greek book and found a picture of a house. He read aloud, men and women lived in separate parts of a Greek house. Women spent most of their time spinning and weaving and taking care of the kitchen. Boys were sent away to school when they were seven. Girls were not allowed to go to school. Girls can't go to school, said Annie. How do they learn to read and write? At that moment, Plato returned. With him was a young woman dressed in a long tunic with a colored border. She was holding a scroll. Annie smiled a big smile. Finally, she said, another girl. Jack and Annie meet our secret poet, said Plato. Chapter 4, Not Fair The young woman smiled at Jack and Annie. How did you learn to read and write? Annie asked. I taught myself, the woman answered. She wrote a poem and brought it to me, said Plato, because I have written and told people that I think Greek girls should go to school and learn things. Is that the poem? said Jack. He pointed to the poet's scroll. Yes, said the young woman. It's a wonderful story, said Plato, but she will get in trouble if it is read in our land. You must take it back to your faraway home where it will be safe. The poet handed Jack her scroll. He put it into his backpack. Tell us your name, said Annie, so we can tell people who wrote the story. The young woman shook her head. I cannot, she said. When she saw Annie's sad face, she added, you can tell people it was written by Anonymous. That's your name, asked Annie. No, anonymous means that no one knows who wrote it, said Plato. But that's not true, said Annie. I'm afraid the risk is too great, said Plato. Annie looked back at the woman. 
I'm sorry, said Annie. It's not fair, not at all. The poet smiled at her. I am happy that you will take my story to your country, she said. Perhaps someday women everywhere, everywhere will write books just like men. They will, said Jack. I promise. The young woman looked at him, puzzled. It's true, said Annie. Thank you, Annie, the young woman said. And thank you, Jack. She bowed, then hurried out of the courtyard. Wait, said Annie. She started to go after the poet, but Plato stopped her. Come along, he said. The games will start soon. Plato then led Jack and Annie out of the Greek house back onto the dirt road. Girls can't write stories, grumbled Annie. They can't go to school. They can't be in plays. I've had enough of ancient Greece. Let's get out of here. Wait, said Jack. What about the Olympics? Oh, yeah, said Annie. Her eyes got brighter. I almost forgot. Well, said Plato slowly, I would like to take you both to the games. I have special seats in the viewing box. However, he looked at Annie. Don't tell me, she said. Girls can't go to the Olympics either. Plato shook his head. A girl will get in terrible trouble if she goes to the games, he said. Annie sighed. It's really Really not fair, she said. I'm sorry, said Plato. My country is a democracy. We believe in freedom for our citizens. But I'm afraid right now, that only means men. Annie's right. It's not fair, said Jack. I think we should go home now. No, Jack, you go to the Olympics, said Annie. At least you can tell me about it. Take notes. What about you, Jack said. I'll go back to that play at the outdoor theater. Annie said. Meet me there when you're done. Jack didn't want to leave Annie alone, but he also didn't want to miss the Olympics. Go, have fun, Annie said. She began walking away. I'll see you later. Bye, Plato. Bye, Annie, said Plato. Annie turned back again and waved. I'll tell you all about it, Jack called. This way, said Plato. He and Jack turned and joined the crowd heading toward the Olympic grounds. Chapter five. Hi, Zeus. This is the very first day of the games, Plato told Jack, the day of the chariot races. Oh, wow, whispered Jack. He couldn't believe he was going to see a chariot race. The modern Olympic games didn't have chariot races. They walked toward the racetrack. Plato pointed to a large building near the road. That is the gymnasium, he said. It is where our athletes train. They practice running and throwing the javelin and discus. We have a gymnasium at our school in Frog Creek, said Jack. We call it a gym. People all over the world copy us Greeks, Plato said. Wait, said Jack. I have to take notes for Annie. He pulled out his notebook and wrote, Ancient Greeks invented gyms. Okay, we can go, said Jack. He tucked his notebook under his arm. As they moved along, Plato pointed to a beautiful tree nearby. The olive tree is our sacred tree, he said. The winners of the games will wear crowns made from its branches. Oh, wow, said Jack. And he wrote, Olive tree is sacred. Next, they passed a beautiful statue of a winged lady. Who's that? said Jack. She's Nike, the goddess of victory, said Plato. Jack quickly wrote, Nike is goddess of victory. Nike is important to the games, said Plato, but the most important Olympic god is in there. He took Jack to a brick building with huge columns. They stepped through the door. It was a temple. Jack gasped. In front of them loomed the biggest statue he had ever seen. 
The statue was at least two stories high. It was a bearded man sitting on a throne. This is the temple of Zeus, and that is a statue of Zeus himself, said Plato. The Olympic Games are played in his honor. He is the chief god of the Greek gods and goddesses. Oh, man, whispered Jack. Yesterday, all the athletes came here, said Plato. They swore to Zeus that they had trained for 10 months, and they promised to obey the rules of the games. The statue of the mighty Greek god stared down at Jack. Jack felt very small. Hi, Zeus, he said. His voice was small, too. Suddenly, trumpet sounds came from outside. The hour has come, said Plato. We must hurry. The Olympic parade begins.